listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. For the last few weeks, we have been talking about inner healing and deliverance, had some guests on, well, one guest, to share about their personal experience walking through a certain type of inner healing and deliverance and what that looks like and different things that we may need to go after during inner healing and deliverance sessions or in our personal time and how repentance is an integral part of inner healing and deliverance. So today I want to talk about what to do and what it looks like when you decide to do an inner healing and deliverance session. Meaning you're not just asking Holy Spirit for yourself, but you are actually reaching out to another person or people to do a session with them so that you are not just doing it on your own, but you actually have other people there with you walking you through the inner healing and deliverance process. And also praying for you and listening to Holy Spirit for you. So I would say, honestly, one of the best ways to do inner healing and deliverance is not just to do it on your own. Though we should always keep our side of the street clean. And that means doing regular repentance on our own when we feel like our heart is getting a little bogged down with difficulties that we've been walking through. But... When you have come to a place where you feel like there is a repetitive cycle in your life that you've struggled to break, or there is a major breakthrough that you need and you haven't been able to get there yet, it often is best to reach out to someone who is trained in inner healing and deliverance to actually do a session with you so that it's not all on you. Because sometimes when we have an issue that needs to be resolved, we might actually have a blockage in that area that's keeping us from fully breaking through or remembering. And honestly, just getting another believer there with you to listen to Holy Spirit as well and to pray with you and for you is a big deal. So when are some times that you might need to consider booking an inner healing and deliverance session with someone? Like I just mentioned, if you need breakthrough and you've been fighting for it, but it just hasn't been coming, it might be a good time to book a session. The other aspect is if you are really struggling to heal or get over trauma that you've been through, that is a good time to book an inner healing and deliverance session. Also, if there has been a repetitive pattern in your life that is not a healthy or good pattern, that would be a sign that you might need to book a session with someone else. It can help to sit with other believers and have them listen with you to the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how sometimes when we talk to another person, we say things out loud that they can pick up on that on our own we might not. And if someone is really Holy Spirit-led and they listen, the Holy Spirit may highlight things that you share with them as things that need to be looked at specifically for inner healing and deliverance. 
So when you book an inner healing and deliverance session, what should you look for? You should absolutely look for a Holy Spirit-led person to run the session. Now, there are a lot of different styles and types of inner healing and deliverance. However, I recommend finding someone that does not try to talk to demons, but if there is a manifestation of some sort that happens, which can in inner healing and deliverance sessions, that they bind the demons and they talk to you. Why is this important? Well, one, Jesus did not talk to demons. There is only one example in all of scripture, in all of the deliverance that he did on people, did he ever talk to a demon. And that is with the man in the Gadarenes, because the demon spoke to him and begged him to not cast it out. In fact, begged him to not cast them into the pit, basically. So Jesus asked that demon what its name was. But Jesus did not ask for any other information. He asked that one question and then he cast the demon out. In every other example in the Bible, Jesus does not talk to demons. Why would we not want to talk to a demon? Because demons lie. The devil is a liar, and everything connected to the devil is a liar. Demons lie. So we do not get valid information from demons. We want to talk to the person that is having spiritual problems. And if that is you in a session, you do not want someone to be talking to a demon about you instead of talking to you about yourself. A demon should be bound and the person should be brought forward. So this might sound scary. I know we have not been talking about demons and manifestation. We've been talking about things that relate to inner healing. But the truth is that when you repent for judgments and things, and when you repent for ungodly soul ties, you actually are going through deliverance. It's just a gentle form of deliverance. Now, that doesn't mean that manifestations won't happen at times in an inner healing and deliverance session. So let me just address that. There is a lot of confusion about whether or not a Christian who is a believer in Jesus and professes Jesus and has the Holy Spirit can be possessed. So let me explain. Can you be possessed if you are a Christian? No, you cannot be possessed. Because possession implies ownership. And we are already children of God. We belong to God. The Holy Spirit is in us. And it is only God that owns us. It is only God that we belong to. That means that nothing else can own us or control us. That said, Christians, even Holy Spirit-filled Christians, can be oppressed by demons. So, an example that someone has used before is, you know, you could live in a house and have a nasty roommate that lives down the hall. Does that roommate have control of you? No, but they sure can make your life difficult. That is what oppression is like. And even when someone is just oppressed and not possessed, there sometimes are manifestations that a person can't fully control. But the good news is that we have authority as believers in Jesus Christ to bind demons and to cast them out. 
But this is one reason that if you've had a spiritual issue or a repetitive negative cycle for a long time, it is good to get around other healthy, Holy Spirit-filled believers to walk through inner healing and deliverance. Because if something does manifest, though you can take authority of it on your own, it's better to have people there praying with you and supporting you. Okay, so back to what we were saying. I recommend finding someone who does not allow demons to do the talking, but wants to talk to a person. I recommend finding someone who is gentle and doesn't push or force things and takes the approach of inner healing and deliverance happens naturally. Most of all and most important, you want to find a Holy Spirit-filled believer who you feel safe with that you trust. And you might have a session that you don't like and you don't go back to that person. And that's okay. Sometimes it takes a bit to find the right counselor and the same can go for the right person to walk through inner healing and deliverance with. That said, no matter who you end up in an inner healing and deliverance session with, you need to know that you do have the authority in that situation. No one else has control over you. And that means that you get to decide what happens in that session. I don't care how forceful or pushy the person that you do a session with is. You need to tell them if you feel uncomfortable and you have every right to stop a session if it does not feel right and you feel pushed. You should always be in control of an inner healing and deliverance session. So what can that look like? Some inner healing and deliverance ministers will actually ask if you're ready to go through the process. So what would that look like? You know, maybe you're in an inner healing and deliverance session with me and I have this feeling from the Holy Spirit that there may be some ungodly soul ties in relation to something that you've been talking about. This is all hypothetical, of course. And you maybe agree that resonates. You think that's probably true. I might ask you, do you feel ready to go after that? Can we go through the process of repentance for that now? Are you ready to do that? And you can agree, yes or no. Now, if someone doesn't ask you, because people don't always ask, but you don't feel ready, you can always say, no, I don't feel like I can do that. That's not something I'm ready to do. That's okay. An inner healing and deliverance session is your session, and you get to decide what you're ready for. Now, if you're in a session with someone you don't know and they say something that makes you very uncomfortable that does not resonate with you and they push it, again, it is okay to end that session, to not walk through what they want you to walk through, and to not say any prayers that they want you to say if it does not feel right, and to not go back to that person if it doesn't feel like the right person, the right fit, or the right session for you. Now, you can ask the Lord yourself afterwards if there's any truth to it. There is a reason to be around other believers. So, you know, seek the Lord on things. Don't just, don't just make a decision because something feels uncomfortable. You can absolutely stop a session if you feel uncomfortable. But ask the Lord about what made you feel uncomfortable in that session if you do that. 
ask him what it was and if it was because something was not godly that the minister was doing or if there was something in you that does need healing there but you weren't ready yet. Because it might be that what they said was something that you need to work through, but you just weren't ready. And it is important to know the difference, so you do want to seek the Lord on that. But again, you are in charge of your inner healing and deliverance session. So if at any point you feel uncomfortable, you can say, I'm not ready to do that, or I'm feeling overwhelmed right now, and I don't want to continue this session today. I feel like I need to stop and you can end the session. And even if they refuse, you can still say, I'm sorry, but I'm ending the session now. And you can end it. You are in charge of that. At no point does anyone else get to control that for you. And you do not need to give that power over to someone. You have the authority over your heart and soul and body. And you choose to give that to God. We, we are under the authority of Jesus Christ, but no other human being or entity gets to control us. You have authority over yourself. So that's the most important thing. And that is what is most important going into any session. Now you could have an amazing inner healing and deliverance minister and session and still feel like you've had enough for the day. And you can tell them that. This has been powerful. I know that we're hitting on big things, but I don't think I can do any more today. Or I don't think I'm ready to do that. I think you have a point. I think you're right, but I feel like I just need a little time to process that. That is okay. The Lord is gracious with us and he is gentle with us. So those are some pointers for if you do book an inner healing and deliverance session, Some of the benefits of that are you have another person or other people praying for you and with you. And sometimes, like I said, we can have blind spots ourselves, but somebody who knows how to listen to the Holy Spirit and listens carefully to you might see past that blind spot and be able to point it out. And as soon as they say it, that might resonate with you right away, which means that an area that you struggled to get breakthrough in, suddenly breakthrough comes. It also matters to have somebody there praying. You know, it says in the Bible that where two or more are gathered in agreement and in prayer, the Lord is there with them. And there are also scriptures about how when we pray alone, we put a certain number of demons to flight. But when we pray together... It multiplies that number. So just think about that. If you are needing breakthrough in an area and needing healing and you have felt oppression, even possibly because of something in your bloodline that you never had anything to do with, having two people together multiplies the effect and the power of the Holy Spirit and puts a multiplied number of demons to flight. They run screaming. So those are benefits of doing inner healing and deliverance with another person. And sometimes there are small groups of people that do it together as a team. So those are benefits. The other thing is sometimes you have walked through inner healing and deliverance on your own, but we're also supposed to confess things to others. And sometimes we just need to have a witness to what we've walked through. Someone to be there in agreement with us as we state the repentance that we're walking through 
and someone to pray over us even when we're through it. It's like standing and witnessing together. Sometimes we need a witness. If something's been stubborn, it's time to get a witness. So that is how you would enter an inner healing and deliverance session. Those are some things to know going in. I also want to talk about what you should do to prepare for an inner healing and deliverance session. Sometimes, if it's a very stubborn issue, some people like to fast before they go into the deliverance session. If you feel that that's necessary, I say go for it. But the main thing I want you to know is when you walk into an inner healing and deliverance session, you want to make sure that you give yourself some time after the session to recover. Now, this can look different for different people. I know that if you're married and you have kids, you have responsibilities that you generally can't just step away from entirely, but you want to make sure that you book a session at a time where you will have some downtime afterwards. Maybe for you, if you do have children and are married, that's something in the evening where you can actually just rest afterwards. Maybe the kids are in bed already. You can take a little time alone with the Lord and then you can sleep for the night and you don't have to go right into doing something else. But if that's not an issue, if it's not about, you know, dealing with kids and things, responsibilities that you can't get out of, it might just be that you do not want to do it on a weekday because you have work later that day or the next day. So try to book a session when you will have some downtime afterwards because the inner healing and deliverance session should be the breakthrough point, but the Lord will keep processing things with you after a session, and that can include tears. That can include just feeling really tired and needing to rest because your body and your mind and heart have been through a lot and you've just released a lot. You know how when you go on a long run, you kind of feel sleepy afterwards sometimes? It can be similar. Your body actually goes through a process. Your soul goes through a process. It's like working out. So you need some downtime to just absorb the healing that's happened, to process with the Lord, and honestly, just to be gentle with yourself. I have had inner healing and deliverance sessions personally where I had to do some self-forgiveness and it got really emotional. And by the end of the session, I was crying a lot. And that didn't stop when the session finished. I spent a good hour or so after the session crying. And you know, tears, tears cleanse us. Tears are prayers too. And tears are signs of deliverance also. And the Lord washes us with tears. So sometimes you do, you just need to let out tears and grief afterwards and you need some time to do that. So be gentle with yourself. Maybe set aside some time to take a hot bath with some Epsom salts. Have some nutritious food waiting for you. A lot of people I know say that you want to make sure that you're getting nourishment when you're going through inner healing and deliverance. So though you might fast before a session, you want to make sure that you nourish your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul after a session. And that means, you know, soak in the word of God, soak in worship. Worship has the most powerful way of clearing a room, clearing our souls, washing the rest of the dust away. I soak in worship, especially after a session. But you also want to nourish your body. You want to make sure that you have some healthy, nourishing food. 
And maybe you want a little bit of comfort food too. And if your comfort food is nourishing and healthy, that's great. If it's not, please make sure that you have some actual nourishment also, some healthy food, some things that will put back into your body. That's really how you want to go into it, and that's how you want to come out of it. Go into it being good to yourself and setting aside that time and knowing that you get to be in charge of that session and come out of it being gentle with yourself and giving yourself time with the Lord to refresh and bask in his presence and to nourish your body, mind, and soul with the word of God, with worship, and with fresh, healthy, nutritious food. And water. Sometimes it's kind of like getting a massage, you know? You know when you get a massage and it releases chemicals and you need to drink a good amount of water? I suggest drinking lots of water after inner healing and deliverance as well. Now, I don't want you to think that this sounds scary because the reality is that though you do want to be gentle with yourself, though you do want to know that you are in control, and though some difficult things might come up, it is so incredible and freeing. And I know from my own experience in my own life that when I have taken the steps to deal with the things that have been patterns in my life and to deal with the hurts and traumas that just don't want to heal completely or to even deal with some simple things that came up, you know, maybe some anger or frustration came up at a situation and I have to go through and make sure that I don't have any judgments and clean my side of the street. Whenever I have gone through those processes, I have experienced breakthrough and freedom and so much peace afterwards. So no matter how hard it might be for you to actually take the step to book a session, I do not want you to be afraid to do that. It is a healthy, wonderful, integral part of not just healing, but of breakthrough in your life. And there is so much freedom, so much freedom. I can't even express to you the level of joy and freedom that I have experienced after really good inner healing and deliverance sessions. Like even in prayer, I've experienced breakthrough where the Lord has given me so many more visions and such peace and just a thick dose of his presence in such a beautiful way. So no matter how hard it might seem before you do it, I just want to encourage you that it's worth it, that you are worth it, that God is worth it, and that there are so many blessings for you on the other side of it. So I just wanted to talk about that this week. I know we've been talking a lot about inner healing and deliverance, and I felt like it was important to discuss what it looked like to book a session, how to go about that, and how to walk through that process. Just so if you decided you might need that in talking about the inner healing and deliverance that we have been doing for the last few weeks, that you would know how to go about booking a session and looking for an inner healing and deliverance minister and what to do leading in and out of it. And I hope that that encourages you. Freedom is ours in the Lord. I'm just going to finish off with this thought. Jesus Christ came to set the captives free and to save us. He came so that we would be saved. That's salvation. But he also came and gave himself on the cross so that we would be healed and delivered. He came 
to set us free for freedom's sake and whom Jesus Christ sets free is free indeed. We have the ability to walk in freedom when we embrace his healing. So I encourage you with that today. Freedom is ours through Jesus. I love you all. I hope you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Oh